Hi, and welcome to Prague Will Find a Way, your friendly neighborhood podcast. We're back for 2024. It's going to be a good year. First of the new year, and it There snowed today, you know, just making it. It's winter. It and is because winter. it's winter, we're, you're wearing a little flannel, warm, yeah. I'm wearing my uh, Emerson, Lake and Powell <laughs> sweatshirt. I do have a Yes oh. t-shirt on underneath from back in the day, which is what we will be talking yes, about today. Yes, it's a lot. We're going, we're going back to the 80s. But it's 40 80s years prime. old, so it, you know, times have Feels. changed <laughs> for this t-shirt and, and, sizes. And where did you get the shirt? Where did you see them? Uh, I saw them at the, I think it was Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Okay. All right. I, I think I, that was what it was called, but it was, you know, fall, many, many fall years ago. Fall of 84. <clears throat> was that tour? Or it was, it was, I, I think it was like their second or third date of the 90125 oh, okay. tour. What had happened was they were supposed to have the tour and then Trevor Rabin got injured uh, at uh, somebody. A swimming accident, a bizarre swimming accident where somebody landed on him on a, from a slide or something while he was in the pool and he injured his spleen and had oh. to, you know, spleen postpone, po yep, postpone the tour for a couple months. And then so this was probably spring of 84, oh, okay. late spring, okay, because I was still in college. So All it right. was, uh, I remember, okay, I remember seeing them. I could have sworn it was the fall. Well, I came back. I saw them in the fall at like New Haven Coliseum or something like that for the 9125 tour. Okay. They so, did like a whole second life. Okay. That's when I saw them. So we yeah. actually were there together, but they not, did the, uh, not together. Purple Haze Encore, right. I believe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, today uh, is, uh, we were. Uh, Thinking we'd talk about 80s Prague. Yes, 80s Prague. Oh, and I procured this beauty oh, right. at the uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, okay. Emerson, Lake, and Powell show. I want to say 85, but it could have been 86. I mean, I remember in my head surrounding events to that, but it's either 85 or 86. I did not see that, I think that I, tour. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I think it was 86. Like, I'm thinking March-ish 86. I'm probably completely wrong. It's kind of interesting that they went from Emerson, Lincoln, Powell at Madison Square Garden to three at Toad's Place, which is yes. a very small venue in Yes, and that, that was the 80s as well. Yeah. I will never forget that concert because, first of all, Toad's Place, famous, but it's a club. It's a small stage. Yeah. They had to have risers off to the side of the stage to accommodate Keith's gear. <laughs> so it was like they had to make it a bigger stage. But I will never forget that concert because I, I still believe for myself that is the loudest concert I've ever been to in, in my life. Okay. To the point where it got so loud that it went beyond hearing. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> it like it went, went past 11? <laughs> We're past 11. Uh, it was like 11.5 to 12. So that that's what sticks out for me. Um, although it, at the time, and I guess it's a good time to talk about it, it just kind of brought up the same feelings and mood that a lot of the 80s gave me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... 
for us, um, or yeah, I even feel like the 70s I got into a little late, but I, I was able to enjoy some of it contemporarily. I mean, like, you know, the things I remember getting into on a contemporary basis bef- before that, I would have just been listening to the radio was right. probably around 73. And we talked about this. Oh, yeah. and we talked about 73. No, my first prog concerts were definitely in the 80s. Yeah. Well, that was just me being like, oh, I like this band. Yeah. I want to hear them. I was still a kid. I wasn't going to concerts right. for, for a few years or so. But, you know, then it, I just always felt we got in and it was like, oh, like, uh, why is this not like close to the edge, you know? Right. And why is the next album even farther away? Like you're going away from where I want you to go. Yeah. And, and that's like the late 70s. And that's kind of how I felt. Well, yeah, I, I did not start going to concerts until 1980. Right. And so yeah. the first proggy kind of concert i saw i think was john anderson's animation tour in the city uh in new york and uh i was you know i was blown away because they were playing these yes medleys the band was very good and um david sanctius was playing keyboards i mean it was really good and hearing john sing live for the first time was great because i was a huge yes fan uh, then I is that 82, 82. Yeah. So around the same time, yeah. I saw Asia at Wolseley Hall, which was this very small venue at Yale. Um, this was before they took off. So right. this was before Heat of the Moment became this giant hit for them and the yeah. whole thing. It, it was right at the beginning right. of them releasing the album. So I went to see them, and I thought that was a really fun show because I they played other songs and they had to fill out their set so it was kind of an interesting thing so it wasn't as poppy and it, they i think they took a little right. some more chances yeah uh, musically back then um so it was <laughs> kind of that was days. a very interesting show to see yeah versus when i saw them later um for the alpha tour or yeah that's the second album right yeah it was much more a big production show and the whole thing and a, a little more stadium rock than seeing them at a small place in at, on the Yale campus. Right. It's almost, you know, there's a branching <clears throat> off there. Not, it was conscious. I mean, Asia was built around being, you know, it was uh, whoever the guy was, you know, just, you know, you shouldn't be playing bass in Roxy Music. You know, why are you playing with Uriah Heap to John Wen was like, yeah. you should be the front man. And they were like, build a band. And yeah, th- that's how well, you that came out of that. UK. Right. So, yep. The the germs of that were in UK. They you t- know, definitely you definitely see that happening. Definitely, um, and and even at the end of the the Bruford Holdsworth, because they were playing some of they were playing some of those songs live. Yeah, uh, that, that ended up on the on the on Danger that second, Money. A Danger Money album. Yeah. I don't know if it was. Caesar's Palace Blues it was one of the more. It was not. It, it, it wasn't even Danger Money, which is yeah. like a bit proggy in itself. But it was the the one one of the short tunes. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I mean, you know, you, you knew the winds were changing. And I mean, they they that was the wave of what album oriented rock, right? Like, I mean, yes. all those eighties big arena things. Asia was one of those. One of those the prototype yeah, the journeys and the, the journeys uh, and the all those speed. I mean, every band that's yeah. kind of gone up and is is backed. Down. Right, but still around a lot of <laughs> but them. Still so, around, but still yeah, around, but still around. And back on the upswing, some of them. I mean, obviously, Journey yeah. has gone through a, a major renaissance <sighs> with the. I mean, it's years now, but right. with with <laughs> what is this? The don't stop, <laughs> don't believing. stop believing. Well, and they. I mean, you know, 
here's the interesting thing, right? When Prague was king, everybody did a bit of Prague, right? And the first couple of Journey albums right. are very Prague-oriented. Sure. Or you think of like Argent, you know, another band that like, you know, did more rock music. But there's there's Prague moments. There's so many of those during the 70s. And then it was like, well, that's not the thing anymore. So, so let's adapt. You know, so it's, it is. It's either it's, you, you have to evolve. And I mean, it was a depressing, it was a depressing time um, it was. to get into those bands and, and, and to see it dying. I mean, there was other stuff. We were kids, too. So the new music, like, you know, Talking Heads and New Wave. I mean, I was totally oh, me into all that. But even some of those bands, like you heard the, pro- well, it's not just that Brian Eno was producing it. <laughs> well, you no, know. but they all had this, this um, I don't know, kind of a, a feeling of making music different, yeah. right? Which is yeah. what the Prague ethos was way back when, right? right? Versus what we're going to talk about, yeah. um, the early 80s Prague that right. was the neo-Prague that, right. that came out of this, that time. Yeah. So we had, we had yes, reinventing themselves yeah. with 9125. We had Genesis becoming much more of a, a pop and already have been on that journey yeah, they for were, a number they, of years. Right, they were that, that's yeah, where they were natural headed. Natural evolution. And Phil Collins becoming a huge, huge pop star. Yep. Um, we had Emerson Lake and Powell. Floyd was kind of well. We had w- Love waning. Beach. We had Love oh. Beach, and then we had nothing, and it, right. it, it was better that way. No, right. we had the Greg Lake band. You know, we right, had Greg, Greg Lake, Lake Live, band, which was which was odd. Yeah. So I mean, See all, the, all, the the, all, these, all these people, yeah, were were still making music, but they were no longer like the forefront of music. Right. I think you could you could argue that that Floyd, when they went into their their kind of after the final cut where nothing was happening until momentary lapse of reason, they're you know right. But if we're not, talking not, about the '80s for Floyd, for me, it started. I, I don't know about you, but. You know, and I, I'm not a contrarian. Like I don't like, I don't like not like things just because they're popular. It's not that. But a friend of mine got the wall the day it was released. It was either December of '79 or January of '80. I remember it being winter, and we put it on, and the beginning was good, and then it just slowly. I'm like, ugh. It's just a lot. It's just a lot there, and then I got a chance to see it live. So, so I went. I'm like, oh, this will be cool, you know. And it didn't help at all. And then it really didn't help that that's all they played, and then. They left the stage and I was like I guess I'm getting off the boat I, I was very not happy about all the people on stage either it just seemed like a big production and it was just another band that was I mean ELP went off a cliff and that was it yeah. right you know Crimson went away Fripp was around and that was great but you know we're yes, talking, and we're like talking you like said, 1980 yeah yeah, and like which you I said, still think of as the seventies, right? right. <laughs> and and but but it's 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 a bit like you said too, in that um, you know they were still there, but they were getting old. You know, they were in their they were in their thirties. But then Crimson, <laughs> yes. reinvented. Well, that's the reinvented. thing. Yes, a total reinvention. Total right? reinvention. And I mean, if you. <sighs> I don't, I don't, you know, and, and we'll talk about Neo Prague. So, cause that's a, you know, UK British experience yes. while we had, we had, new, we had, you know, Lou Reed and talking heads and television and all these other things, which is the where Blondie, the Crimson's, you know, the, the, the more edgy, the more from. edgy stuff right. that went over to England, yeah. you know, and, uh, it, it was, it was just a, a little more of the edgy stuff to the, I mean, Fripp came to New York and lived in New right. York, but and, he was still around. He was doing good yeah. stuff. 
And I, you know, I love the the, the League of the, Gentlemen. I I love yeah. the League of Gentlemen. That was 1980. But then it 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 was like then when Crimson was coming back, it was like, oh, okay, this is cool, right? But it was totally it was totally different. But it but felt at the was, time it felt like okay, this isn't looking back. This is looking right. forward. Well, and that was like the first for me, the first kind yeah. of math rocky kind of thing. Because Crimson prior to that, Fripp was not as methodical in his playing to my ears okay you know he well, was he was soaring a little more on on guitar solos versus the do 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 you right. know that kind of thing right. the interplay between he and blue was a new sound yes. for me right it was happening in league of gentlemen obviously yes and, and, things and, like that. and, but, and that's really from, where that's where right. it was at the forefront because it was all through current i mean you know lark's tongues and ass but it like you hear there but, but it's, it's not just well the thing is is it's just him there wasn't right. a second melodic instrument yeah. doing kind Counterpoint or doubling in, and the, that that interweave which you get from the like you know Philip Glass and that music, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and um, uh, the Crimson then, but you fracture right another good example where he's just doing these lines, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It it's was a little, really, it's a little, I don't know, rougher or right. It really was. League, it really was League of Gentlemen only because they were playing straight four on the floor beats, so. Yeah the patterns were repeating and that was the yeah. first time the patterns repeated in like a normal over, fashion over over. so then yeah. when crimson came it was almost like blue took the four four patterns and fripped the interweaving stuff on top of it and it got even crazier when when when, when trey gunn was there because he was doing things as well uh, yeah uh, but yeah, that was a first kind of that was a whole new language. It felt Absolutely. new. It felt now. You, you didn't yes. feel like. And then to go see them and hear Red, and hear Lark's Tongues Part Two, it was like wow. It was that's, a different. Yeah. It was. I mean, I when I think of the early '80s, that's I think of those shows. I saw. I was lucky enough to see a lot of shows and yeah. sneak out. And at Toad's Place it was only 20 minutes away, and yeah. they played. When they came to Connecticut, they would play two nights and two shows a night. And the set lists were always the same. But, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Crimson is always never... I mean, the set list might stay the same, but the right. music is never exactly the same. So. Yeah. And, and, and you know, they're also... But then you look, where did they go, right? So while Discipline was great, my favorite tour of theirs actually was... Mar- it's, it's it was only a month march and april of 82 so when they were writing beat but hadn't recorded beat yet okay. so you were getting a few of the beat songs without lyrics yeah like the howler without lyrics yeah. and one one other one i i, I want to say two hands but i'm not sure it was but anyways it was a couple of songs that eventually neurotica also okay. no lyrics yeah, yeah, yeah. although they pl- had played that before anyways but it was like oh wow it was all the stuff they had just played with discipline and then there's all this new stuff and it just looked like this wide horizon and i remember when beat came out i was like oh this is cool but heartbeat i was like oh, okay they neither follow you follow me or misunderstanding on an album i don't like know everybody I else you i like heartbeat and then there was a little because bit of a drought, and then we got three of a perfect pair, which, which was okay, but it was like, it felt like the, the, the honeymoon was over, you know? It felt yeah. like I didn't see how they could go forward from that. It just seemed like it wasn't going anywhere. But I like Blue's sensibilities as a songwriter, so I didn't yeah. mind that. Well, uh, as a I band, mean? the four of them, that, that was... Yeah, that was a great unit. They just, yeah. you know, and, and all, those, all three albums are just amazing. Yeah. 
that was a, a fun moment of the 70s Prague into the 80s. Yes. The yes stuff, I'm, you know, I'm a gigantic yes fan, so I'm not going to, right. to continue to do that yeah. thing. But um, so those are the major players, right? Right. And Rush. I and mean, Rush. The Rush well, but course. we talked about, we yeah. talked a lot about we Rush. We talked about a lot about yeah. Rush the, the, the last 80s time. Too, but Rush so. kind of came into their own on the world stage. Yes. In the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you know? that's, that's where yep. they kind they got of soft, they flourished. Soften the edges a little, get that big 80s sound. Yeah. And, and that's and what it turned, you know, a, lot, a little more on the keyboards, a little less on the guitar. And we talked well, about all was, that last yeah. time, too. But, but then there was Neoprog. Neoprog. So just, I mean, I think everybody by now is it knows what Neoprog is. As all this stuff was happening in the late 70s, as we're talking about, there still were bands, local bands, that were into that kind of music and making that kind of music. In England. In and England. Not so much in America. Not so much in America. Uh, they were trying to put that label on some bands. Like, I remember in that time period, Zebra, when oh, that sure. band Zebra, yeah. there was Crack the Sky, Happy the Man was around. There were some, but it wasn't to this level where the, these were regularly mm-hmm gigging musicians in different parts of England. And it was like a movement. And it day. was a movement. But what's interesting, and, and the reason we're talking about this is the latest issue of Prague Magazine talks about this, this time. And what I found fascinating, because they interview all the major players, <laughs> you know, all the people in there, um, including Fish has like one quote, which is, which is funny, so I'll have to talk about that. But they all kind of say... It we all kind of came up around the same time, but there was a lot of competition. It was not the bands didn't think of it as a movement like, hey, we're all in this together. And that's actually the one quote they have about Fish. He was like, he's he was like, if I was doing anything, I was flying the flag from Marillion. He goes, Twelfth Night Pals, all these other bands. He goes, I don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. I was only about fucking Marillion, you know. Yeah. That's which, which and, is, and that's which makes and, sense because right. they were all competing so for the. They for were the all time. competing for this little slice of pie, but because it all happened, they got it got this label. And so, you know, as as homework for this, I listened to some of these, you know, early 80s. Yeah. So in the if you haven't seen the Prague article, it goes through the whole thing. It's it's a very interesting article. Uh, And 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 and, you know, again, the interviews and the quotes of people. But they have playlists in there as well. And I've listened to a lot of that over the years, not necessarily at the time. I mean, I I I talked in past episodes about seeing Marillion in the early days in their first U.S. tours. But beyond that, you know, if I wasn't taking my money and going to a record store and buying an IQ record, you know, Absolutely or, or not. that's not what I was doing because I had no idea who they were. Now you can go on and 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 yeah. and to what you were just going to say about listening. Yeah, but listening a, I had I had no idea who they were, and B, I didn't really. It wasn't as interesting to me. I mean, although I was still following the prog bands that I loved, yep. the new music I was listening to was more new wave stuff. Yep. And it might, and it was probably most of it was probably British. But I mean, I was going to see um, OMD, and I yep. was going to you know, and the, and their music was was more interesting to me than somebody who sounded like Genesis did from 1974. Right. right. That at the time, that's how yep. I felt, and that these yep. bands were kind of, this is music that we don't want to let go of, and we will further this type of music. But in listening to those on that playlist, they didn't differentiate themselves from each other all that much, and right. so therefore, Fish saying I want to fly the Marillion flag yep. was 
hundred percent on right. because who wants to sound just like everybody else around them? Yeah. We have to be the one that rises to the as the cream of the crop right. of all these bands that kind of sound the same. Yeah, and <laughs> and I did not follow any of these bands through right. the eighty. I was familiar with IQ. I always liked IQ, and I listened to a lot of their stuff. But I, they were never always on my forefront. I mean, they never came to the U.S. until like the nineties or the two thousands. But a lot of those bands. I listened to the playlist too, only because I was interested in what they picked. And they, I think, you know, they all have kind of their own personality, but if there's a touchstone, they all sound like Genesis at right. some points. And it's interesting in this Prague article, they, they kind of talk about uh, some of that too. It's, it's, it's a really great article because nobody's bitter and, and they're all very like uh, older and wiser about that time and can see it for exactly what it was right. and exactly what they achieved. And even when they say, yeah, you know, we wish we were this, 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 you know, it's just it's more of a it's more of a recognition rather than a regret. Right. But that, the stuff that I was listening to out of that that playlist was all this early stuff by these bands. So it's their very beginning stuff yeah so this is turning into a very long episode so we're gonna break here and break the episode in two thanks for watching and join us for part two of 80s prog thanks